Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome to the Melchester Odyssey. It's the... Uh, 3rd of July 1982 issue of Roy the Rovers. We'll be looking at the Roy the Rovers story continuing, obviously, but also a few little other bits. Um, on the back page of this, I didn't send you the photograph of it, but there's a lovely advert for Star Wars Empire Strikes Back um, figures. Now, this is two years after Empire Strikes Back came out, Sam. Wow. Well, it was, it still, says, it was still the number one toy, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. this era... So what we're talking about, 83, right? 82. I mean... I had this brilliant toy shop in... I think Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980, didn't it? In 1981, I thought. Was it? I thought it was it. Let's not quibble about it. We had... The toy shop in in Chiswick High Road was like the best toy shop in my neck of the woods. And it was called Toy Cave. And it was a proper fucking toy shop. Yeah? Yeah. Shit. Right up to the fucking scene that you had to get down with a a grabber stick. Yeah. Yeah. Every type of toy. I can remember how the cunt smelt. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. you get a quid pocket money, and mm. it was a quid for a Star Wars figure. Or I can't remember. Maybe you saved up over two weeks, 250p's, whatever. And you just go up, and they'd have fucking so many. Like every, like years later when they were still going, but you'd go in some shops and they'd just have a few. Mm-hmm. And very often they wouldn't have any of the popular ones. They wouldn't have Luke or Han or Chewie because they'd all sold out. So you'd have to end they'd up... what was left over, yeah. They'd have to get some weird, that fucking <clears throat> hammer-headed weird bloke from the cantina or whatever. Yeah. But the smell of the Star Wars figure and everything. Did you used to do that, go and spend your pocket money on a Star Wars figure? Yeah. But I, well, I, I kind of spent my money on records. I'd kind of progressed beyond the figures. Me, brother was heavily into the figures. He's three years mm. younger than me, so he's about your age. So we're talking yeah. about the same time. He was Baby. massively into the figures. But we had a toy shop um, called Joseph's. Mm. And down the street um, was... Uh, Joseph's had two shops, a toy shop and a sports shop, Sam. Oh! Who was it's Joseph? Like, John Joseph? I don't know. This is what I need to know. Fucking... Obviously, what a gone, man. Long gone now. Long gone he, now. But He's one of the biggest power players in Sunderland in the early oh, 80s. Yeah. yeah all of the big, exactly. 
the big gala events, yeah, when the mayor throws some sort of charity fundraiser mm-hmm. or like there's visiting, there's maybe the MP comes and visits or something like that. Anything yep. big going down, John Joseph was at the fucking forefront of it. Local yep. dignitary. Yeah. Uh, toy shop, um, which was over two floors. And I still remember the staircase because it was later converted into a pub. And you used to go up the staircase to get to the toilets. And it was the same staircase. And it still had the same ornate banister up the staircase that it had from when it was a toy shop. And John Joseph like didn't run the pub as well, did he? He didn't run the pub. <laughs> no, I don't know what happened to him. I might have to look into that. Or someone might I mean, tell us what happened a, a to him. A toy shop and a sports shop. Uh, genuinely, I think, unfortunately, the days of shops are, are almost gone now. But I would fucking love to run a toy shop or a sports shop. Particularly a toy shop. They may be yeah. a great job because imagine the joy you'd be bringing every day. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think it'd be a pain in the arse. Running any kind of shop's a pain in the arse because I've worked in one for years. I'd run a record shop, but I know that would be a pain in the arse because you'd get people who'd come in and use it like a social club and they just hang around and want to chat with you because that happens. <laughs> well, some people might like that, mate. Did you ever, <clears throat> did you read the book Nick Hornby's High Fidelity when that came out? Yeah. What did you, did, yeah. As in, yeah, but as in, yeah, I thought you might think it was for cunts, though. Never know with you. With Dawson, it could go either way. Um, cunts book. What? <laughs> cunts book. Really hey, I that. read that to cunts. Next. Um, what did you think, as a record uh, shop worker yourself, what did you yeah. think of it in terms of it its was, authenticity? It was, it was really good. I identified with a lot of it, but then again, Hornby's record shop was your specialist record shop, wasn't it? It was your independent retailer, whereas mm. I was part well, of the you're outpost an chain. Man. So different mm. culture, different culture. But we it's had... more the culture you're envisaging because if you open a record shop, yeah, it's going to be Andy's Records, and yeah. it's going to be very much independent, and I would imagine curated to an almost fascistic extent. No, it would be solely about making money, Sam. All right. I would sell whatever needed to be sold. You're there and you don't yeah. know me, but I am just some poncy Londoner who for some reason is making a stop off in Sunderland, I'm right? Immediately taking a dislike into you, yeah. Carry yeah, on. I know that, yeah. I've walked in, in my in some fashionable London clothes. Maybe talking loudly into my mobile phone, I don't know. Probably. And I go, yeah, yeah, hang on a minute, hang on. Yeah, I'm just in a record shop. Oh, no, they've actually got some good places up here now. So uh, I've read good things about this online. Excuse me, mate, do you have the In Excess album, Kick? Fuck off. Okay, good day. <laughs> Bing! Right, that is not about making money, is it? You no, could have made money right. out of you're me right. there. You're right, I've played that wrong, haven't I? Shit. You have. Oh, man. You're not going to make money that way. Excuse mm. me, mate. Do you have the best of Queen? Fuck off. <laughs> Does this yeah, look like see, somewhere I mean, in a cunt shop? I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about the viability of this of this venture. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's not going to mm. work out, is it? I haven't yeah. got enough thought. Whereas if I had a toy shop, they could come in, ask for any fucking toy, <laughs> and I'd off. be the I'd be like, yeah. Excuse me, mate. Do you have Action Force? No, fuck off. This is for Star Wars figures. Action Force is for cunts. <laughs> this is a toy shop for grown-ups who grew up in the 1980s. Fuck off. <laughs> fucking Not Action kids. Force, you prick. Next you'll be asking me for a fucking yo-yo. <laughs> Get out. No, I'll, I'll say, look, we've got anything. And if we don't have it, 
I will be able to order it for you. Yeah. Can you write okay. down your name and phone number in this ledger that I keep on mm. the counter? You see, I will order it and I will call you to notify you when it's on its way. You sound a lot like Nigel Tufnell in Spinal Tap with his fictional shoe shot. That's, I love, that's my favourite bit in Spinal Tap is when he starts playing out what it would be like if he was working in a shop. Because I do that's that brilliant. in my head quite often, yeah. <laughs> right, can we get into Roy of the Rovers? Yeah. Um, before we get into the actual Roy of the Rovers story, this is so good. The phone call of the week section <laughs> where kids just ring in and say stuff and if it's the best one they'll print it and you get three quid um now i'll read this in roy's voice it's it's from uh, the phone call of the week is from carvin charles weird and name roy i've says, never heard the name mm, carvin before mm, yeah well i haven't either no but maybe roy made up maybe an anagram maybe Call he said marvin and he just, he just wrote it down wrong he says carvin lives in clapton london e5 and when he rang in this is what he had to say I think your comic is really great. I especially like the talking pages. My favourite stories are Durrell's Palace, because they have a good manager, and the Marx Brothers, because it's never boring. I do not like Mighty Mouse, The Hard Man, and Safest Hands in Soccer. Oh, I remember I all of those. I think they are totally unrealistic. Oh. I mean, he started off with saying, I think your comic is really great, but then mm. he's just but laid it three, three of stories. your main staples are, in my opinion, Shit. <laughs> One other criticism. I reckon that my team's performance page should be dropped altogether. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, Carvin. And he says, I am a Coventry City supporter and my favourite player was Steve Hunt until he got transferred back to Cosmos. Fucking hell. And well, he's living in Clapton, E5. He should be fucking he's, West Ham. What's he supporting Coventry for? And who the fuck asked him who his team was and who his favourite yeah. player was? No fucking fuck no could ask him. And then Roy says, Steve had great hopes of making it really big in the first division, Carvin, but things didn't quite work out for him. The offer to rejoin Cosmos was too good to turn down. But I'm not turning you down. You win three pounds. <laughs> now, fuck off. <laughs> you get your three quid. There, Roy. Do us a favour, <laughs> right? Stop fucking reading the comic. Yeah. It's not you don't for you. like it. Three quid on account of the fact you do not ever, ever read my comic again. Have your free quid and go and buy something that's more your speed, like fucking wizard and chips, you baby. Fucking Beano or something, you fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The kid's written it or rang in and told them down the phone. Here are the just... things I do not like about your comic. I can imagine. Like, when you're so you're so bored in the 80s, there was so little to do when you were at home in the holidays, because <laughs> this would have been the summer holidays, this particular issue. Yeah. You were bored shitless, weren't you, in the summer holidays? Yeah. And you'd do, fuck it, I'll just fucking... What's this? You're looking through Roy the Rose, you think, yeah. Oh, right, that's good. I might just fucking call that number and say some stuff. I'm assuming it was an answer <laughs> phone, right? Well, I don't know. It's just a phone number there. So whether it was an answer phone or whether... When uh, we were kids, if anyone the published... The answered the phone. If, if anyone published a phone number, right, that you could call up and it was anything high profile instinctively, we would call that number and just start shouting fucking cunt, fuck off, bollocks, cunt, down the phone until they hung up. Yeah. One of you doing it and the other one listening on the other line. I'd have been scared. I'd have been too scared to do it. But, uh, yeah, there we are. So let's get on to Roy the Rovers itself. It says at the top, in speech marks, we've got him. It must be umpire. He was run out by a mile. 
Let's see what that's about. So it tells us what's going on. It says the Rovers were playing a series of one-day cricket matches against powerful Carmorese Cavaliers to raise money for Stanthorpe United, who were managed by former Melchester star Lofty Peak, who we've seen fuck all of since he set up this game. Is Lofty Peak even there? I've got no idea. He's got we've a fucking hands-off attitude. It. Man after my yeah. own heart. He set the whole Can- thing up. And he's like, right, yeah. I'll leave you to it. I've got a bit of shopping to do for the I, missus. I can't make it. Can you just send the check on afterwards? I'm off up, I'm off up Safeways, right? I'll try, I'll, I will try my very best to make it back in time before the game's over. If you don't see me, don't worry. It means I've gone straight home and I'll catch up with you later in the week. <laughs> but like I say, thanks, yeah? Cheers for everything you're doing. Really appreciate it. Uh, in the first match, Mervyn Wallace was injured by a vicious ball from Aussie fast bowler Ralph Meeker, and the Rovers were in big trouble as Roy went for a quick run. Of course, Roy has just knocked the ball to the side um, from a fast ball, and Noel Baxter has called the run, started a run. Roy has instinctively gone. Um, it says the crowd, the Lampards are saying, Noel Baxter must be balmy. There was never a single there. And Ralph Meeker has caught the ball and is chucking it back towards the wickets to try and get Roy out. Uh, Hard in, Ralph, shouts one of the players. We've got him! And Ralph hurls the fucker at the stumps. Um, Hits the stumps. How's that? One of them shouts. It must be umpire. He was run out by a mile. Look at Roy there. Look at Roy's face as he dives with his legs up in the air. And his bat just touching down at the crease to try and be in. And uh, has he made it? The umpire has got a great big daft grin on his face. And he says, Roy's speed and fitness saved him. I reckon he just made it. He's like, well, I don't know. You reckon? You're done. the umpire, yeah. mate. Yeah, it might have done. It looks, it looks all right to me. Yeah. I wasn't watching, to be honest. And, and also, what, fucking hell, mate. What are you trying to do? Seduce Roy? Just gazing yeah. down at him. Roy's speed and fitness saved him. Yeah. He was like a stallion then. He, I saw every sinew in his rock-hard body ripple as he la- launched himself at the fucking wicket. He's fucking hell, The beads uh, of sweat rippling their way down his manly <laughs> temple and his chiselled facial features. All right, fuck it. Was he in or was he out, you mad cunt? He just made it. He just made it, and I'm just about to make it as well. Ooh. <laughs> uh, hey, stop looking. Stop undressing Roy with your eyes. <laughs> it makes him feel uncomfortable when you do that. Just fucking umpire the game like you're being paid to. I see what's going on here. This is why you were in our dressing room before we started having a look. Having a good You were in there for too long. I thought there was something weird about you. Mate, have you watched It's a Sin yet? Yeah. It's fucking yeah, good. It. It's brilliant. I, I don't yeah. know what happens. Well, I know what happens, obviously, but I watched the first two episodes last night and I thought it was absolutely blinding. Oh, you've not seen episode three yet? No. <sighs> okay. Well, I know that. How many episodes is there? Three? It's five. Five right. altogether. Okay, well, it's, yeah. I mean, I found it obviously deeply troubling um, and sad, but also absolutely fucking brilliant. Love yeah. the eighty cents. Love. There's a lot of sort of um, what they call fan service in the eighties for for pricks like us who are like, <laughs> you know, like 
because there's bits like there's eighties nostalgia fan service just for the sheer hell of it that Russell yeah. T Davis has fitted in, yeah. right on top of the very powerful messages that it's that, that it's communicating yeah. and the brilliant characterisation all the rest of it. It also does little things like someone gets out of the car in the Isle of Wight, which is obviously one of the many reasons I love it that there's a lot of scenes of course, in the Isle of yeah. Wight. And yeah. she goes she goes to the girl, the grumpy sister says to the, the girl, the mixed race girl who's in it, goes, have you locked the door? And she goes, oh, sorry. And then she opens the door of the car, like the sort of fucking Ford Marina or whatever it is, and puts the lock down on the, the inside door down. and then shuts yeah. it again. And I'm <clears> clapping <throat> like an idiot. Oh, I'm going to my wife. It was fucking brilliant. It's so that she had to lock the door from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Just little moments like that. But I'll say this, it makes being gay in the early 1980s look fucking brilliant. I know, yeah. It? it does, yeah. They're just having loads just of like parties just having, having it off all the time. It looks yeah. fucking great. Non-stop shagging, non-stop yeah. fun, brilliant music. I really liked the gay pub that they all are in as well. Yeah. Because it used to have those like, oh, you know, I was th- when I was watching it, I was thinking how ho- how truly and horrifically homophobic everything was when I was a kid and how it was just so normal to be casually homophobic because in a way you thought that homosexuals were like there was hardly any of them and they were all hiding in the shadows because you Mm. you know I don't know I just didn't I knew I knew a couple of gay people friends of my parents sort of thing Mm. um but didn't you know anyway whatever and I was thinking fucking hell it was grotesquely um homophobic everything because I was looking at this gay pub that they're in, and I'm thinking, that pub looks fucking brilliant. Much better than yeah. any other pub because everyone's just having a laugh. There's music playing. Everyone's just, like, being very open with each other. And I thought, those gay pubs look great. And I remembered when when I was a kid and then when I was a bit old and started going to pubs, there were certain pubs you go, you know that pub? Yeah, it's a gay pub. Gay pub, yeah. Gay pub. And we're like, <gasps> Oh, don't go in there. Yeah. And people would make up jokes like, yeah, so, oh, you know what? We should set him up and tell him we'll meet him at such and such a pub. It's a gay pub. <laughs> it's a gay pub. Yeah, well, what? Like in fucking Police Academy where they keep going to the, what's it called? What's it called? The gay bar. It's the Blue Oyster or something. The Blue Oyster. And yeah. you think you're going to walk into a gay pub and as soon as yeah. you go in there, gays will descend on you. They're going to bum him against the wall. <laughs> They'll bum him the moment he gets in there. Right. And that, but that is what people thought. And I've yeah. considered myself to be from a pretty liberal background, liberal family. Mm. But you're watching and you're thinking, fucking hell. This fucking gay pub looks like the absolute bollocks, and uh, yeah. Winner, but I mean, but that's probably what it was. I, I knew a couple of gay people when I was about seventeen, eighteen, but they just couldn't come out widely to everybody. Nah. They just couldn't do it because I mean, it might have been different attitudes in Sunderland to what there was in London. Yeah, I'm not being. I, I mean, this sounds like a little bit sniffy, but I it was bad enough in London. Yeah, and I, you know, and I imagine that it would have been a lot but, harder in somewhere like Sunderland. But they they used to go. There was a club in Newcastle that they used to go to, which was a gay club, mm. and there's a, a sort of small gay area in Newcastle, which is bigger than mm. anything that was in Sunderland. So that was where they gravitated to. But I imagine once they were through the doors of that place, it would be like what we saw on It's a Sin. Yeah, it would be like you can be who you want to be, kind of thing. Mm. But weird times. I can't remember what I brought it up now. Something just happened in the comic strip and I said, have you seen... Well, it was the, it you... was the, it was the fucking umpire lusting over Roy. Jalapeño. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I mean, I've only seen two episodes, but everything about this show is fucking superb. And uh, one of the brilliant things... <laughs> Is the really lechy old tailor? Yes, right? the lechy old yes. tailor who's who's trying to who basically tries to nonce up the kid who's yeah. working for him in it, and it's so funny. It's very much shades of Uncle Monty from with yeah. Nan and I. He even Getting looks him a bit to like him. himself at the end of every day. But that is the funniest thing is when he tries to fucking nonce him up. Okay, now I need to teach you about cleanliness. <laughs> you must understand that when you're working with, because they're working in Savile Row tailors, you're working with cotton all day. The tiny, minuscule parts, bits of cotton, the molecules will get under your skin and infect your body. So you must wash yourself thoroughly. Take your shirt off. Wash it. Wash, wash it. Body. And he starts washing his arms off. <laughs> yeah. It's so the fucking comes weird. In and sees them. Yeah, it's brilliantly weird, and you think. I mean, I, I, I usually wait until I finish the show before I start reading stuff about it because you don't mm-hmm. want spoilers. So, like, I'm desperate to read interviews with Russell T. Davis about because yeah. obviously it's it's I guess autobiographical, semi autobiographical, yeah. and that is the bit you think it's so specific the way in which yeah, yeah. he that's such a weirdly yeah. specific thing that he makes his staff wash themselves in front of him. Yeah, you think. That must so where does have that fucking come from? actually it's, happened yeah. to Russell T. Davis. <laughs> totally. Or somebody knows, yeah. So, uh, Roy has uh, just avoided being called out and... Uh, what's he called? Fucking Ralph Meeker loses it here. Look at him. He's right in the umpire's face. And he says, What? You need glasses, pal. Or maybe you're biased towards race because he's a pommy soccer hero. Oh, then, uh, fucking hell. To be fair, he is match, biased mate. towards race. He is biased. Chill We've established that. Of course he is. But then Blackie emerges from the side. Now, cut that out, Ralph. <laughs> Mika was forced to apologise. Umpire points to him as Mika walks away. Any more of that? And okay, okay, I said I was sorry. I'll just have to take care of Mr. Superstar Race another way. Oh, fucking hell. He's enraged him. Psycho Bowler has been enraged. Uh, it says Mika had developed a delivery which lifted sharply off a perfect length, which are the exact words that Blackie used in the last issue, yeah. wasn't it? Obviously, <laughs> internally, they've, di- they've which, just decided that's the line. But it they'll lifts try sharply off a perfect length. And he demonstrates that with his next one. Uh, ooh, see the crowd. And Roy just 
ducks as it bounces over his head. Again, no protection, no helmet, uh, just the leg pads. And Roy thinks, but that was a genuine bouncer. Seems like Ralphie boy has lost his temper. <laughs> um, and then before Mika's next ball that's a really good illustration actually really great Roy's yeah. in the foreground with his bat poised Mika's coming at him ready to bowl a fast one uh, Roy thinks he'll probably pitch this one well up so if I can get down the wicket to it again jargon I don't really yeah. know what's going on here but uh, we'll see and he does Roy that. is just totally literate in cricket, but he is in all sports, isn't he? Can you imagine, life. like, yeah. we've seen Roy play golf before, haven't we? Yeah, brilliant at that, yeah. Yeah, it's just brilliant at everything. Absolutely. But some people are life. like that. Mm. Just alpha male, isn't he? Um, yeah. Want any so... plumbing done? I'll do that, no problem. Don't fucking pay. <laughs> You're not paying for a plumber, do you? Fuck it, now. <laughs> do you need a big key? I could get you a big key from somewhere. Don't ask. <laughs> Biggest you fucking want. <laughs> so he does that. He steps up and he hits it. Oh, great shot. Beautiful off drive. <laughs> uh, you can run for that one, Neil Baxter. Someone shouts. Um, the batsman completed three runs, which brought Noel to face Maker. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. Um, and Maker pulls another fast one. Um, Noel hits it just swings at it really and he goes whoops um, <laughs> the crowd shout it's a skyer over the slips no <laughs> a skyer's not swing. a fucking word is it a skyer I don't know maybe it is and they're all stood there uh, of course they're in their civvies the, the fans they're not wearing their Melchester colours so it looks a bit unusual yeah uh, got their summer wear on uh and Summer casuals. Right. Summer casuals. It goes to the boundary, close to where these fans are. Uh, everyone says, and he's got away with it. Ha ha, what a streaky shot. <laughs> but they all count. Go on, you rovers. Fucking hell, man. I wish these cunts would go on holiday or something. Um, with Noel continuing to take chances, 39 runs were added. Fucking hell. But eventually, uh, Ralph Maker balls him out there. Straight down the, the middle stump. Uh, Mika's got him, but the score is much more respectable now. 61 for four wickets. So uh, it's looking good. A few balls later, it became 71 for six wickets. Um, rattling through this. Uh, another victim for Mika. Charlie Carter's been caught at the wicket. So there's not much about Roy in this. Roy's obviously... That's what I'm wondering. So Roy much. has a number of different partners yeah. and presumably Roy is just, whenever he's in to bat, well, they're not showing mm. it. So he's obviously just still playing it quite safe. Just yeah. making Roy's, sure Roy's, he stays in. Yeah, Roy's racking up the score gradually, I think. Yeah. But then Slowly. His, his various partners are clearly not as good as him. Yeah. Um, so Charlie Carter's been called, How's that? Shouts Mika. And then next in was veteran Nat Gosden. Fucking hell, um, Nat Gosden's looking really handsome. Like, he sorted his yeah. hair out because it's, in the football yeah. season, he looks quite bald with just a few Bobby Charlton strands. But mm. the summer's done wonders for him. He looks fit, healthy, and he looks a lot like a young Sean Connery in this particular he does. image. He does. Perhaps he's had a hair transplant. I don't know. Yeah, was, one of the early ones. About the time. Elton John had one, mm. didn't he? Um, yeah. Did you see the tweet that I sent 
at the weekend of the big match Elton revisited John episode. Big match, no, but I'm, I'm presuming I can watch that back on. There's a watch again system. It, it, it's on catch up on ITV Hub, but it's also on YouTube as well. I think so. It'll be available forever. And this is Elton John uh, as guest presenter on the big match. Elton John presenting the big match with Kevin Keegan as one of his sidekicks and Mick Shannon. Mick Shannon was always mad as well, so that'll be a well, great watch. I've I've got to say that sounds quite good. It sounds like a history box episode, doesn't <laughs> it? It does, Sam? yeah. <laughs> so onwards. Isn't that Gosden? Uh, again, the Greek chorus in the crowd give us a bit of extra info. Nat's played a lot of cricket in the Lancashire League, so he should be being useful. Good luck, Grandad. That's another one. <laughs> I wish these cunts would stop calling me Grandad. I'm 34. For fuck's <laughs> sake. Fucking hell. <laughs> and... Uh, no, uh, Roy says to him, nah, it's vital we make some sort of stand. If we get thrashed in the first game, and uh, oh, Nat Gustin says, I know, lad. Lad? Calls him lad. I know, mm-hmm. lad. The fans will lose interest and it'll be Lofty Peak who will suffer most. <laughs> he will be financially ruined. Wherever the fuck he is, by suffer. the way. <laughs> he will probably oh, make fuck. an attempt on his own life. <laughs> I'm, I've been worried about his mental stability for some time, Roy. I can read the signs. His life is at stake here, now. This this whole fucking enterprise of this cricket tournament has been just a, a fucking... One of, one of his frantic episodes where he's run around trying to set up a fucking fantastical thing. And now, when it's on the way, finally, he's disappeared. It will probably find him in his garage fucking socking on a hose pipe. <laughs> this is what he does. He doesn't deal with the situation until it's almost out of hand. He's like, he's like, a, there's a dam and there's a leak, and he's trying to put his finger in it. But it's too late. The dam's about to burst, Roy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you can only, he Nat, only got so down. many fingers. Nat, calm down. We just got to fucking do this cricketing. We'll deal. We'll go and find Lofty afterwards. <laughs> oh, oh God. Uh, I've just saw something on Twitter, but it's not appropriate to talk about it because this episode's going out a week after we've done it. Well, okay. I'll mention it at the end. Um, right, so, yeah, he's Ralph coming on. No, not Ralph. Nat. Who the fuck's Ralph? Oh, Ralph's a bowler. Yeah, um, anyway. I know, lad, the fans will lose interest and it'll be Lofty Pink who will suffer most. But a few balls later, after Nat had got his speech marks eye in, <laughs> bit of terminology there, Oh, wow. Uh, Nat's hit a, hit a ball there, and he shouts, Come in, Roy! And Roy starts the run. You bet, Nat! Good little partnership going on here. Good rapport. Um, yeah. From the, cra- from the crowd. Suffering stars! I've heard of short singles, but this is ridiculous! <laughs> Fucking hell. But they've made it! Well run, you two! A few more like that, and we'll be back in the hunt! Rovers could make a fight of it even yet. And that's where it ends. It ends in quite even a genteel. Yet. Ends on quite a genteel note, really. It's uh, yeah. This is the third week of this match we've had now. Fucking hell. It's been it's quite exciting, as cricket as comic cricket matches go. I'm I'm giving it an eight out of ten. You cause... can see why they were probably thinking, Skew and the lads at the publishing place were probably thinking now, if this takes off and the readers respond, we could do a fucking year-round cricket comic to go yeah. with our fucking football comic. But it's just hard to bring it to life. Yeah. Um, it's never going to be quite go. as exciting. 
It's but, not. It's not. But the World Cup's on in the background, isn't it? We've got the World Cup happening. Um, I guess yeah, the production, the production of this, you can't sort of. It probably gets printed sort of a week and a half in advance or something, so you can't react to what's happening in the World Cup. So you need a distraction, and I guess that's what this is. Otherwise, if what you, would you do? If you're looking for a bit of cricket content after we've been t- trying to get our heads around it, I meant to say that two of our associates and two keen Top Flight Time Machine listeners, Mark, right. producer Mark Ricardo yep. and Tommy Stewart, have yep. form- have joined forces mm. and done a cricket podcast called Morali End. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I've not listened to it, it but it's bound to be good. If you if you like so if you want to give cricket a go, I think it'll hmm. be you know funny. If you want to get into cricket, so um, yeah, that's it from this one. Um, There's a picture of Pele. Are we going to talk about that or have we sort of yeah, covered it? We can do. There's the, the double page spread of Pele that was uh, primed in the previous episode. Uh, Pele is not wearing his official football kit. He's got a yellow T-shirt on. It's a cosmos. Uh, it's, it's a New York cosmos, cosmos T-shirt. Mm, but, but it's, it's a not their official it's kit. Not a strip. And he's just got a ball at his feet, the NASL official ball. <clears throat> um, and he's done his signature there. And I think it says something, hello, amigo, as well. That's nice. Yeah. Um, he's dressed like I dress in lockdown, just around the house, because he's got some casual. really quite baggy tracksuit bottoms and quite big baggy socks. Like, it's proper... Like this is not a professional sportsman look. This is a. I'm just at home. It's kind of like I'm hung. I, I'm at home a bit hungover. Yeah. Might just watch a telly. Might, might watch a bit of telly and microwave a pizza. It is. Um, and he's obviously sent them this picture. They probably couldn't afford a picture of him in an official kit. Is yeah, that, well, I sent you this one, right? I took it down the park. Me, me son took it down the park. You can we have just that for five hundred quid. Yeah. You can have that five hundred quid. If you want me in my Brazil kit or even my Cosmos kit, you're looking at the thick end of ten grand. It's up to you. <laughs> so there we go. Pelé never far away from a pound note. I tell you who else yeah. I've realised is very, very fond of a shilling or two, which I was surprised by. Nick Cave. Mm. Oh, Nick yeah. Cave has got all sorts of merch shit going on on his mm. website. Yeah. All kinds of things that he kind of designs himself and things. Tickets for his gigs. He plays like arenas now. They're generally about 75 quid. Mm. And for someone who's kind of an outsider figure and has come from the punk scene originally, Nick Cave mm. is very, very shrewd. Yeah, but look at this way, mate. I mean, it's like, you know, he could, in the past, all of those things would have been being sold mm. and all the money would be going direct into the pocket of the record company, yeah? And his local heroin dealer. Right. So what he's what he's doing is he's taking back control. He's a creative person. People yeah. want to buy what he creates, yeah. and you know, yeah, let he, him he sell is, it to them directly. There's, there's a lot of it going on, even more so than the TFTM merch scene, which really? you know is quite full on. Oh, fucking loads of stuff! Nick Cave knocks out all, all sorts. But, uh, Nick I'm Cave not, mouse pad. Afraid, Can you get a Nick Cave pad? Yeah, mousepad? it's I'm gonna kind get of one. like that level. Yeah, it's sort of like Nick Cave pencil sharpener. That sort of stuff. <laughs> it just doesn't seem to be in keeping with his um, with his his long-standing image. But there you go. I'm going to get a Nick own. Cave face mask. They probably do them as well. Nick mm. Cave eye patch. Yeah, lovely. For the partially blind. 
Um, and then one other thing that's in this episode, in this issue rather, that I've uh, scanned and sent to you is the announcement of, I got I got a shiver. I got a frisson when mm. I saw this. The announcement of the Roy the Rovers summer special. <sighs> now, I'd, I'd forgotten the joy you get when a summer special comes out because obviously yeah. it's larger than the average issue. This one's 50p. And as we know, mm. Roy the Rovers has gone up to 18p this week. So this is like... This is like an annual. It's like it, yeah. it's not quite as big as the the annual they release at Christmas, but it's halfway yeah, it's there. Not, it's not hardback, but it's similar. Mm. Yeah, mm. and it's meant to last Brilliant. you for a while. It'll last you half a day, really. To if, be if, honest, if you were going on holiday somewhere, then it would yeah. be that you'd take it. You'd get it, and you'd save it for the car journey. Eight yeah. hours in the car. Or not me. I get wherever. terribly car. I get very car sick if I read in the car. Oh, do you? Yes, I still do. And I used to vomit fairly regularly in my father's I car you might, yes. when, I, when I was a child. And he was forever having to clean out the vomit. Yes, I had to have a sick bag in the air to carry a bag in my lap as we drove. The only way I can avoid car sickness is to look out the window because car sickness seems to come from, it's a nausea but that yeah. is caused by your brain getting confused because is if you're focusing on something motionless like reading... Your brain's trying to focus on that, but the rest of your senses, your ears and the mm. other senses, such as your bum. And um, your balls, yeah. They, yeah, they can sense that you are in motion and the brain's like <laughs> right. thinking this, fuck me, I don't know whether I'm coming or going here. I better yeah. send a message to the gods to start feeling sick as a warning. <laughs> and then you're sick. <laughs> so what you have to do to avoid it is to look out the window. Right. I mean, you've been in my car when we've been on tour. You just sleep all the time. Does that help as well? Yeah. Did I sleep in your car? Yeah. Yeah, we drove from Thirsk to Leeds. Didn't we? Nah, did we? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. we did. Nah. You got off the train at Thirsk and I met you I met you in Thirsk Station. Oh, yeah. But then we just drove into Thirsk. We didn't go was to Leeds. Th- if oh, I, if I slept between I was, Thirsk I Station. Yeah, sorry. If I yeah. slept between Thirst Station and Thirst, which is highly possible, then that is impressive. <laughs> it was a three-minute journey. Yeah, you're I right. I mean, if you, if you ask my wife and kids, they'd go, yeah, he could definitely go into yeah. fucking deep sleep in three minutes in a car. Yeah. He slept on trains a lot when we were on tour. Yeah. If I've got thing? nothing to do, like nothing to actually do, mm. then my first instinct is... Shut down. Shut my body down, as the song we were going to release Shut is called. Shut my body down. Shut my body down. <laughs> <laughs> we need to tour again next year. When it's yeah. all back normal. So that's the summer special. That's coming out as well. Keep an eye out for the Top Flight Time Machine summer special this summer. I don't I don't know what form it will take. It might just be a special episode of the podcast. Well, I don't we know. Do, we do it as a podcast, but it's three hours long. It'll be really long, <laughs> and there'll be quizzes, competitions... Yeah. Guest appearances and so forth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it from this one then. We'll be back with more next week. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.